Welcome to Bites and Beverages with CFB. My name's Carrie Donaire, and I'll be your host today. We are recording from Studio CFB in Clinton, Iowa, and happy to bring you our first ever official podcast. This podcast has been created to educate the public on topics that relate to them and their small businesses. We'll use real life examples, and we'll also have a little fun along the way when we highlight our area businesses. We're gonna spend the next session with you all, but first we're gonna take a sip of this chilled extreme toffee shake from Deanna's Java Station, and then we'll get down to business. We are bankers after all. Today's topic is building credit. I'm joined in the studio by Steve Clements, Citizens First Bank's Executive Vice President and longtime commercial loan officer. I'm joined by Dylan Byrne, CFB's newest commercial loan officer, and Evan Trenkamp, VP Senior Lender and a familiar face in rural Clinton and Jackson County, as Evan oversees our agricultural lending. Today we're talking about business credit and why personal credit will matter when it comes to applying for a small business loan. Hi guys. Hello, how are you today? Thanks for having us, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. How's your extreme toffee shake? Quite enjoyable. As a coffee drinker, a normal black coffee drinker, um, this is out of the ordinary for me, but I actually enjoy it a lot. So I'm a big toffee person. It's definitely a change of pace. It's good. It's very sweet for sure, but definitely a change of pace from the normal black coffee in the morning. So yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm a more of a black coffee drinker, but um, I like it a lot, as you can see. I've got about half of mine down already. The menu says it's addictive, so I asked the barista why it was addictive, and she said it's just that good. So I agree with her. It's really refreshing. It's perfect for summer. It's like a, it's like a coffee granita. It reminds me, like a, you know, my kids are in soccer right now. You know, so summertime you want to sit outside and watch them play soccer, but you don't want to have a hot coffee in your hand. This would be a great alternative. Perfect. When we talked with Deanna on this process, um, and I talked with her about how she got her start. She's been in business 17 years now, and she was a you know in the nursing industry before that, and kind of had the idea of um, starting this freestanding coffee. And she went to her local bank, not knowing what they needed, what they wanted you know, business plan or idea or what, um, and they kind of started on the personal credit side. And at that point, you know, she'd only used personal credit to buy houses or cars. So she wasn't real familiar with what her personal situation, how it impacted what her business decisions were going to be. And that's kind of where she, um, where we start today and, and how we're going to explain how your personal credit is doesn't only impact you on the personal side, but also if you're looking to get into a small business or continue a small business. So what, I mean, I guess the first question, let's start at the beginning. What is the difference between your personal credit history and then building that business credit history? Credit overall is just the ability to borrow and buy goods and services. And it's based on a promise to pay it back, right? So if you borrow any any money from a bank or any institution, they start reporting if you're doing a good job on paying that money back. And that it's a, a big, large, you know, algorithm that determines what your score is. And then it, you know, proves your financial stability. But there's a lot on your, on your personal credit. Um, it can be anything from, you know, credit cards to um, vehicle loans to house loans. On the business side, they don't really have, they do have dedicated credit services for businesses, but 
it's not as relevant to community banks like ourselves. Um, so we have a system in place that uh, helps us determine credit worthiness, and and but we base a lot of our decisions on how your personal credit history is um, determined, how you handle it. Is it as basic as if you have a good credit history personally, then you're pretty well situated to start your business credit? Is that does it get that simple? I mean, I would say yeah. Um, you know, if you if a borrower comes in with a strong uh, personal credit score, it certainly makes it easier um, to be approved for a business loan. This is kind of a piggyback off of what Dylan said. It it allows you to show that personally you can handle that credit and handle. Um, paying your bills and taking care of your things financially, personally, and then it just makes it that much easier to trust you credit-wise as a business. Um, it gives you more credibility to do that because with us, without having actual business credit reports, we have to rely kind of on what you do on a personal level to understand kind of how you're going to deal with your business also, to jump off, to have your foundation there. So now I have a two-part question, but I'm going to have a sip of my extreme toffee shake in the meantime because my whipped cream is melting on the top and so I have to like you know actually I like it from the beginning but then when the whipped cream gets a little melty on the top that's that's the best bite my two-part question is why is that important so why is it important to have that business credit or build that business credit and is it as important to get it established as it is like long term like how often are you checking in with that credit how quickly can you build a positive credit history as as you're starting your business well back to where evan touched on with being able to handle your personal credit um when you're a regular wage earner you work from somebody that personal credit shows you that you make money that you make your payments when you go out on your own with a small business you have the risk of you're now earning your own money so if you come in and have good credit, you know, it shows to us like, yep, you're, you're able to earn money in a job and pay your bills. If you come in with subpar credit, we look at it and say, okay, you earned money, but you weren't paying your bills. How is it going to be when you're a small business and, and you have the struggles of a startup? And we'll touch on that in some other podcasts, but, you know, personal credit for us helps just is the starting point to how you build your business credit with your, the financial institution. So I'm going to toss this question over to you guys. I hope that's okay. We'll start with Evan. Um, what's a good personal credit score? I mean, I think you, you know, people hear about different ways to find it, different ways to build it, but like where, what's a good measure? Um, and how does that really relate to like your credit available? I hear people talk about, you know, just getting started if you're a young adult, having one credit card or having a car payment, but then how do you get more available credit? And what is that? What's the magic number on the credit score? I wouldn't say there's a magic number. I think a lot of it comes down to your seasonality or your timing in to your credit history. Obviously, as an average, I would say high 600s, low 700s is a good credit score. As a young borrower, it's showing that you can use that credit and not have too much. I mean, there's plenty that goes into a credit score. There's obviously your payment history. There's your credit utilization, which is however how much credit you have available on operator open lines, so credit cards, um, home equity lines, credit or whatever, if you're not utilizing 100% of it, it's beneficial to you to have a, it gives you a higher score. How long you've had credit, so longer you have credit and the longer you have good credit, the more it's going to benefit you. Credit is a long-term game, so I mean it's something that takes a while to build 
it's not something that you just decide you're going to have a loan today and then two months from now you're going to have a 700 credit score. It's for the long game. Now on the flip side too, it's quicker to drop your credit than it is to build your credit. So it's very paramount that you make sure that you're paying your bills on time because even not paying bills on time can come back and hurt your credit. Not paying your payments on time can come back and hurt your credit. So there's a lot of things that can affect your credit negatively. You just want to make sure you're doing all the things that are right for you to make sure you're affecting it positively to make that better suited for your future. So it takes you a long time to build it positively and a false step will impact you negatively faster. That hardly seems fair. Yes, and that's and that's the unfortunate thing with how credit works. That's why you have to pay close attention to it. I mean, when a new person comes into our bank and we meet with them and we pull their credit, I mean, it really tells us, you know, who they are, how much debt they have, how long they've had it, how frequently you apply for credit. You know, if you're going out trying to get every big box store card and local gas station cards, that will show to us to say, okay, they're using credit maybe a little too loosely. And then it shows us how much credit is available to you. They could, you could easily have availability of $50,000 that you could just take at the drop of a hat, which just increased risk on you as a borrower. So like Evan said, timely payments is the big thing. And then not over utilizing. If you have a $1,000 credit card that's ran up $900 on it, you have no availability per se, and that hurts your score. Um, if you have a $1,000 credit card with 100 that you pay off each month, it's going to steadily grow that uh, quicker than if you just use all the money at, all at once. And then credit reports also tell us if there's any negative information, um, any issues, public records, bankruptcies, foreclosures. We get to see all of that through those reports as well. Talking on personal credit reports, another thing with us as business bankers, we usually pull a new credit report once a year just to review your personal credit and see where you're at on things. Something that's essentially a red flag for us when we're looking at them is say a year from now or a year ago you had zero dollars in credit card debt and then now today you have credit cards that are ran up to almost the limit. So there's some red flags there. So I mean credit history, personal credit history can have some flags that will affect your business credit history also because if you're running up credit cards, what's the reason for it? Were you short on sales? Are you just not managing your lifestyle correctly with the way that money's coming in? Personal credit, like we've talked, is, has a large impact on a much bigger picture than just your personal. Yeah, it's so interesting that starting to talk about building business credit, it really is rooted in your personal credit and your personal habits and budgeting and spending and, and how you treat that. It's a great tip for all of our businesses out there who are getting started. Hey, should we? Um, we've been working really hard. I feel like we should take a break and um, maybe have a sip of this. So anyone who's just joining in to our podcast, this is our first ever official podcast. Um, you're listening to Bites and Beverages with CFB. This is being um, recorded here at Studio CFB in Clinton, Iowa. And today we're talking about building credit while we enjoy an extreme toffee shake from Deanna's Java. So we are all, uh, we have Dylan Byrne, Evan Trenkamp, Steve Clements, and myself, I'm Carrie Donaire. We're Bites and Beverages with CFB, and we are enjoying this extreme toffee shake. So Dylan, how does it taste? Is this something you would make at home? I probably couldn't make it at home. <laughs> uh, it's definitely something I would get again, though. That's for sure. For sure. It's a good Friday afternoon, hot, like Steve said, he's a summer type of drink for a an afternoon pick me up when you're coming back from a late meeting or I'm getting to the part now where I can get chunks of toffee to come up through the straw which is good but I'm trying not to crunch them on air so 
Okay, so when I was a kid, my dad's favorite dessert was always icebox dessert, and it's Heath Bar. So when I taste the bottom of this drink, it tastes like icebox dessert. So that was like pudding and graham crackers and Heath Bars in the refrigerator, obviously. Um, but that's what this tastes like to me, so. It's a homemade thing? Yeah. I can get you the recipe. All right, let's go. So we'll get back to the the score. It seems that the, the credit score is really key. Um, people need to be aware of where they where they are with the score. So Steve, do you want to kind of go back to that? Yes, yeah, so like Evan touched on the, you know, that mid 600, 700 range is what is considered, you know, good credit. But the credit scores range anywhere from 300 up to 850. And there's three different agencies that we generally report all of our loans to. Not everyone reports to all three, but for the most part, I think it's pretty standard that that's the way it is. And there's a couple, you'll hear different people say that, you know, there's hard credit pulls, which is what we do here at the bank, but there's soft ones um, that your employer pulls, or if you're, you know, applying for insurance, or, or even if you're signing up to rent an apartment, there's a lot of ways that your credit gets pulled these days, which is what makes it important um, to continue to stay on that. Now, your credit report doesn't tell us everything. Um, it's not going to tell us what your personal, what's in your checking, what's in your saving, you know, what your income level is, um, you know, what your driving record is or your marital status. It doesn't tell us those types of, those types of items, which is just how we kind of continue further on that process. But it does drive the, the basic conversation with any credit request is, is where your personal credit falls in line. Actually, I have a question for either Steve or Evan, since they're a little bit more experienced than I am. Let's say you have a young borrower come in and they don't have a lot of personal credit. They haven't had credit for a while. They have a good business plan. Um, how much differently do you guys evaluate that compared to maybe an older borrower that has more credit and they've had credit for longer? You know, I'd say um, a low credit score or a no credit score isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're a, if you're a young borrower. Right. If you have very few trade lines, which is how many items, how many vendors show up on it, if you have very few of those and we can see you're paying those as agreed, then that's okay. If you're an older borrower that has very few, then it's kind of to ask the question of, you know, have you never borrowed money? Have you used cash for everything? Uh, which we run into. I mean, a lot more than you would think where people just have never had a credit card or have always paid cash for their loans. So. Um, no credit or, or low credit with a reason is not a stopper by any means. You know, you don't have to come to the bank to request, you know, to find out what your credit is. The government has a program in place that www.annualcreditreport.com where you can pull your credit every year. I think you can pull each bureau once a, once a year. Or you can do one, what they call a tri-merge where they pull all three. And you can look in there and see what's out there. And if you see something that doesn't look right, you have the ability to dispute those errors as well um, to make sure, because there's a lot of fraudsters out there that take advantage of you and, and can hurt your credit. And we've had people come in and say, I've never had a Coles card. You know, why is this on here? And then if it doesn't get paid, unfortunately, there's a lot of agencies that look at it and say, well, the score's the score. There's not lot, you know, much you can do about it. The disclosure would be with that annualcreditreport.com is... Um... It's a free credit report, but they do not actually give you your credit score for free. You do have to, I believe, pay for your actual score, but they do give you all of your trade lines so it shows where you're at and if you've had any late payments, if there's any derogatory items. So really, you can tell, as long as there's good credit on there, I mean, your score is still your score, but 
that is more or less to look to make sure that you haven't had any new derogatory items come on or any bad payments, stuff like that, that aren't supposed to be there. It gives you that ability, as Steve said, to contest anything that is not legitimately true. So it's my job also to remind people to connect with us if they have questions. So if you found this podcast, you're on our website at gocfb.bank, but you can look for our contact us form. You can call your lender or your universal banker at 563-243-6000. We're happy to help. We love to help you with those questions. So if you, especially if you encounter something that you think is an anomaly in your spending history or your credit history, or if you just have a question, um, definitely we're here to help. So certainly we're just talking about personal credit again and not the business side, which we'll kind of transition to here. But, you know, one story I wanted to share for listeners who want to help their, you know, their children get off the right foot in credit. Really unbeknownst to me, when I was got my first car as a 16-year-old, my parents added me to that loan. And thankfully, they paid all the payments on time. Um, those steady car payments started to build my credit, right? When I went to college, they got me a credit card because at the time when I went to college, you had to buy books, which I'm sure they don't do anymore. It's all... <laughs> So just on a Google Drive. Yeah, it's on a Google Drive or something. But I bought all my books through the bookstore. You know, my my parents paid that credit card off. Um, so when I went to apply for my first loan, they're like, "Well, you got great credit." Well, I had five six years of steady payments, which were made by somebody else. But however, you know, my mom being a career banker too, she knew that it was the right thing to do to start getting me off the right foot instead of the situation like Dylan mentioned, where I come in, they say, "Well." You've never borrowed anything. You don't have anything under your name. I had some history built up, and that was a good starting point for me to, you know, in my borrowing career. That actually had happened to me a few years back when I bought my first car. I I got a little bit higher rate because the only credit I had was really just credit card payments, so there wasn't a lot there. So um, the rate was a little bit higher than it would have been if, um, you know, I had built some credit up. I'm also on the opposite side of the, you know, success stories getting started. You know, we make a lot of mistakes and... So Dylan, your point brings up another question, which is as a per, you know, getting personal credit, the negative impact is that your interest rate is going to be a little bit higher. How can that impact a business? Um, you know, let's not even talk about a business getting started, but maybe midlife business. And if you're having those real high rates, how does that affect your bottom line? On some consumer loans, they do a lot of what they call risk-based pricing that is based off of where your credit score falls in line. Right, and we've been talking about personal credit the whole time, and business credit. There is places like Dun and Bradstreet and Experian Business, and a lot of community banks. I would say the majority probably don't report their customers to those agencies. So you can do that, and people do that, um, and it creates a credit score for your business. In our case, we build, we generate based off your personal credit. We kind of do our own internal, as to say, what's your credit worthiness. And you build that with us, same thing. You take loans out, you borrow money, you pay it back. And that builds that internal credit worthiness with us. However, like Evan mentioned, we pull your credit once a year. If we pull your credit and suddenly things are tanking on the personal side, even though you're paying everything on the business side, we start asking the questions of, hey, what's going on? Well, you know, Where's the risk coming involved here? Um, so they play it back and forth off each other. And, and, and Evan can get into explaining the whole overall picture of how we look at it, but I mean, you're right. It, just because you handle everything on the business side, if you're not taking care of your personal stuff, eventually it's gonna catch up to your business side too. Uh, 
it doesn't do your business any good if you can't make it personally also because if your business isn't isn't supporting enough money to support you personally then is it really the best business option for you and your family for that matter when it comes to business credit for most community banks like Steve mentioned we don't do a whole we don't do any of the actual quote unquote credit reporting but things that we look at to kind of determine how your credit is what your credit risk is to the bank and to price you or to put your interest rate in perspective is essentially the old adage of the five C's of credit. There's capacity, collateral, credit history, conditions, and then your character. So just to go right from the top on explaining those a little bit more, capacity is your ability to repay it. So can you provide or prove that you have enough cash flow to actually pay back the loan? Is there going to be sufficient cash flow to not only just pay your vendors, pay your expenses, pay your employees, but is there enough cash flow left over at the end of the day to pay yourself as the, the owner and then also to pay your creditors, pay back the bank the money that you borrowed from us is a huge aspect of the whole credit part. Collateral, on the other hand, is obviously how much equity or how much asset is there in, in the off chance that you do not have the capacity to pay back the loan and you would go default on it. Is there enough collateral there to service the loan to make the bank whole on that that asset and that the loan that was given to you and the funds that were given to you. Credit history, like we've talked, it takes time. So we evaluate the information on your personal credit report. We evaluate you as you're going through your business cycles, your business history. We usually try to get a few years of financial information from new borrowers, business borrowers of ours. And that just gives us the ability to see more of a longer term trend as opposed to just one single snapshot in time. Because you can make it look a lot better at one time, but the longer term trends are a lot easier to notice up and downs and where you're actually going to be on average instead of just a, a big year or a down year. It can work in both of your instances. Conditions is what's the local economy like? What's what's the business sector that you're entering like? Are you entering a saturated market? I mean, is there already 20 coffee shops in town and you want to be the number 21st? Are you going to differentiate yourself, offer other things that are going to make you different from the your competitors. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of different things on that condition side. I mean, what's the local economy like? Is the economy good overall? Are people spending money? Are people not spending money? I mean, there's there's a lot of things that go into your conditions. Can you get your materials that you need to sell your goods? That essentially comes back to the ability to have the capacity to pay the loan. And then lastly, and a lot of what you do with community banks is your character. Is your character well? Is your character good enough to show that you're willing to make things right? Are you willing to pay the bills? Are you willing to take care of the obligations that you have essentially put yourself under to make sure that everything's taken care of and that you're building that credit and you're building that relationship with your commercial banker, your banker? I mean, as Steve and I and even as Dylan is learning can say that character goes a long way. When, when you're dealing with local business, commercial businesses, the character is huge because if we can trust you and you do what you say, and you continually do what you say, it's easier to maybe give you a little bit more leash or a little bit more lead rope to maybe make some decisions easier on your side and not so much of us being a thumb on you and making things harder for you. It makes business flow that much easier. The so. And the character aspect comes into when you pull someone's credit and you see on there that there was a, you know, a vehicle that was turned back to a different financial institution and you ask that question, you know, what happened? They're like, well, I couldn't make the payment, so I just gave it back to the bank. Well... You know, you might have a solid business, but if you don't take care of those things on that end, um, 
it, it makes it harder for us to, you know, trust that you wouldn't do the same, same to us on ours. So. I bet we have some listeners who want to review those five C's and kind of dig back into the material that we've gone over today. So I just want to mention that we have a link below that you can follow through and access the class materials if you want to follow up. The other thing to, to consider when we even, like Evan just explained, for our internal workflow on how we determine business credit, we do a lot of loans with the Small Business Administration, and they weigh heavily on credit. And if your personal credit, no matter how strong the business project is, if your personal credit is not above a certain score and they rate you off that, um, it's an automatic denial. So they don't take in consideration character and those types of things because they don't know the borrower. They, they strictly know what's on that that piece of paper that they submit to them. It's, uh, it's vitally important. It's, it's nothing that's going to go away. It's going to be probably heavily used in every industry, like I said, with your insurance and even renting apartments. It's a true, uh, accurate look of everyone and how they handle their personal situation. So everyone is leaning on it. Well, as we wrap up, um, just want to give each of the gentlemen an opportunity to uh, make some concluding remarks, whether it be about your extreme toffee shake from Deanna's Java Station or about building credit. Dylan, anything you want to say to wrap up? Yeah, just pay your bills and go get uh, <laughs> extreme toffee from Deanna's. Evan? Just want to express our um, thank you to Deanna for providing us with the shit or the great drink today and then... Essentially, just want to get back to the community banking aspect of us with credit is if you guys have any questions or want to bounce ideas off of us, we're always open. I mean, that's why we're here in the community and that's what we want to help you guys with is finding the right path. If we can help you guys in any way to get that credit built or to get that credit started, we are more than happy to help. All right, Steve. I just uh, want to say thank you to Deanna's too. I, I drive past the Lincoln Way location in the mornings and can never get in because it's usually five or six cars deep on both sides. It's nice to get to enjoy one of our beverages. And to reiterate what Evan said, you know, credit something you don't have to do alone if you have questions or if you find out there's an issue. We have good people here on the consumer side, on the real estate side, and on the business side that can help you, you know, determine what next steps you are to get your credit back in line or how to start building that credit so you're prepared for the future. All right. Well, if you're listening in today, thank you for being here with us. Click around for some other podcasts we have out there on gocfb.bank and let us know if you have ideas or topics for future episodes of Bites and Beverages with CFB. Also, let us know if you have ideas about a local beverage or bite you'd like us to try. If your business makes or sells something local, please contact us. You can use the contact form on our website or give us a call. Call Evan's cell phone. <laughs> uh, we'd love to include your ideas. <laughs>